Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. Join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. So today I'm so excited to be with you as we start our first episode of our first series of this new podcast format. And if you missed last week's episode, you will want to go back and check that out at some point where we cast some of the vision for this new podcast format. It is what exactly we talked about in the intro, how we want to integrate both the spiritual aspect and the practical aspect of various teaching challenges. And so what we're going to do in this first series is we're going to kind of zoom out and talk about challenges as a whole and give some frameworks for how we want to approach any challenge that we take. And then after this first series, we'll come back in the new year and talk about and apply a lot of these truths to specific teaching situations and get into detail about specific challenges in their own series. So today, uh, we're starting out this new series called Responding to Teaching Challenges with Faith and Hope. And we're starting here because we face a lot of challenges as teachers. I mean, I don't have to tell you this. There's behavior issues, interpersonal interpersonal issues. Sometimes there's unrealistic expectations, disagreements with parents. We wonder how do we motivate students? How do we help them learn difficult concepts? Not to even mention, and I will mention because we're going to talk about it a lot in this series, all the brokenness that exists in our lives, in our students' lives, in the system, in the world. How do we cope with all of this? I'm so glad, though, that as believers, we can do way more than just, you know, as the world says, just believe or have hope. We have so much more confidence than just hope in hope. We have hope in a God that we can trust. This is true hope and can give us true joy even when we're going through something really, really difficult. And I'm so excited to explore that with you in this series as we marry together both the spiritual and the practical elements. So today, our first topic will be, what exactly does it mean to trust God? And why does that matter? When we face challenges, a lot of times anxiety or fear and stress will well up within us. We tend to worry about what's going to happen, or we stress about what to do, and we carry around anxiety in the meantime. Now, different of different people are affected in, by these different areas in different amounts. Some of us really worry. Some of us stress. Some of us feel anxious. But I think all of us are affected to some degree by this, right? Um, and when we're feeling like that, when we're feeling stressed or anxious or whatever it is, not only does that make it it hard on us, it's difficult to function when you're feeling that way, but that also hampers our ability to respond well and to teach well. And sometimes it even paralyzes us and we're just like can't even handle uh, what's going on. But this is not how God would have us to live. I want to share just a couple scriptures with you to 
support what I just said. Um, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So God does not want us to live with fear and anxiety. We don't have to, as Christians, live with fear and anxiety and worry over all the challenges that we're facing, big or small. God would have us trust him. Listen to these verses. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. It doesn't say trust in the Lord for everything except teaching. <laughs> it says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Uh, John 14, 1, this is Jesus speaking. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. When we trust God and experience his peace, our souls are calm and we're able to rest in his sovereignty and goodness rather than being stressed out. That in turn gives us a better demeanor, a better outlook, and enables us to then pour into our students um, and have that capacity to do so. So today what we want to talk about, though, is how exactly do we trust God? It's one thing to say, trust God, but sometimes that's really hard to do and we might be at a loss. It's like, okay, I want to trust God, but I don't. I don't. If I'm being honest, I don't, or I I don't feel like I do. So what do we do with that? Well, three things that can help us as we're kind of walking through this process of going from, "Mm, I'm kind of trusting God, or maybe I'm just flat out not trusting God, but I want to, or at least I know I should. Um, These are kind of three steps we can walk through. So step one is to remember that he is in control. A lot of times when we're facing a challenge, depending on how big or small it is, but honestly, I I feel this with big things and small things, things can feel out of control. But that's not the reality. The reality is God is always in control. That's not a pat answer. It's the truth. Nothing can happen without God either allowing it or ordaining it. Nothing. Whatever it is you're facing right now, Whatever you'll face tomorrow or next week or next year, God is in control of it. So God is not unaware of what's going on. God is not surprised by what's going on. And God is not worried about what's going on. He can intervene at any moment. And to be honest, he likely already is intervening, even if it doesn't feel like that. It's so great to know that the all-powerful creator sees and knows and he is in control. If you're wondering, okay, Linda, that sounds good, but is that true? The principle of God's sovereignty is all throughout scripture, but I've picked out one passage that I think really encapsulates it well. Matthew 10, 29 to 31. This is Jesus speaking. Are not two sparrows, sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. What he's saying here is that God knows what's happening to birds that are being, um, you know, that are sold for just a couple dollars, very, very cheaply in the market. They, they, they're they here and then they're gone and then we eat them for food. God knows what's going to them and, and they can't fall without 
it being allowed by God. And so we are of so much more value than a little sparrow. So if God cares for the little sparrows, he's caring for us. This is what Jesus is telling us. Now, for some of you, what I just said might be revolutionary. You might have never heard that before. For others of you, though, you're like, yeah, I've heard this a hundred times. But a lot of times we might know a truth, but are we remembering it? Are we applying this truth to whatever situation I'm facing today? We need to. We need to remind ourselves of it over and over. So number one, remember, remind ourselves that God is in control. Number two, remember his goodness. Often when we're facing a challenge, uh, the situation that we're facing doesn't seem good. It might be, uh, the, the range here can vary. Sometimes it it's just like we don't understand. You know, why is this happening? It seems like this this should be happening. This would be better. This isn't that great. Other times it's not just this isn't great. It's like this is awful. Sometimes it's heartbreaking. Sometimes it's tragic. But regardless of the level of bad it is, often the situation we're facing does not seem good. When that's the case, we have to remind ourselves that yes, our world is severely broken by the curse of sin. We're going to talk about that more in an upcoming episode. But despite the brokenness in our world, we serve a good God. He is good. His heart is good. And he works everything together for good to those who love God. Romans 8, 28. Our God is a redeeming God, and he loves to take broken pieces and turn them into something beautiful. A lot of times we can't see this because we are focused on what seems good now. In the moment, you know, we would say, this is good. This is not good. God, you need to do this. But God's perspective is so much bigger than ours. He sees beyond this day, this week, this month, even this year. He sees even beyond our lives. He sees not only our full lives, but he sees eternity. And from that eternal, all-wise, all-knowing perspective, he knows what we need most is not necessarily what we think we need. But what we need most is more of him. That's what we need most. That's what our students need most. That's what our colleagues and our admins and our family need most. And he often works through difficult things to show us more of himself and draw us and others closer to him. So we need to remind ourselves in difficult times, large and small challenges, whatever they are, we have a good father. He is good. His heart for us is good, even when it doesn't feel like it. So we must choose to trust in his goodness and his love. All right, let's pause and review where we're at. We said, first of all, when we're facing something challenging, we must remember that God is in control. Secondly, we must remember his goodness. And I hope as you're thinking about this, that you're thinking this both in light of, you know, deep trials in life, but also of just 
everyday challenges, right? Maybe you're exhausted. You are tired. Maybe you're getting unrealistic expectations. Maybe you're having really big interpersonal issues with a student or a coworker. Um, These truths apply to those things too. So number one, remember he's in control. Number two, remember his goodness. Number three, surrender to his plan. When we remember that God is in control, and that he is good and loving, we are on our way to peace, but there is one more step. As long as we're holding on too tightly to the outcome that we want, we won't have that peace that God promises us. We have to surrender it to God. And what that means is we have to look at the possible outcomes, the one we want and the one we don't want. And of course, there's everything in between. And then we have to say, God, yes, okay, this is what I want. And I'm praying for that. I I ask you to do this. But Father, your will be done. If your plan is different than what I want, I choose you and your plan above all. Jesus is the perfect example of uh, for us of this type of surrender. When he prayed in the garden, he asked the Father, Father, the Garden of Gethsemane, will you please remove this cup from me? I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the cross. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that right there is absolutely the key. It's not easy, but it's so necessary and it is so freeing because when we face the worst possible outcome and we say, God, it's yours. I trust you. I might not even think I could deal with that worst possible outcome, but I know you would get me through it. And I'm trusting you that even if that happens, you are still good and you will get me through it. It is yours. When we can do that, that is when the peace of God can really fill our hearts. And he gives us so much strength. He gives us the ability that we need to face the next day, the next hour, and the next moment. So I encourage you to do that. Final thoughts here. If you say, Linda, I want to surrender, but I am I am struggling. Just know that God's grace covers so much. Tell him that. Talk to him about your struggle to surrender. Pray to him about that. He wants to hear exactly what is on your heart and then see how God will work. But keep in mind that he will work to get you to a point where you are ready to surrender. So watch for him to work in your heart and to change it in that way. And then another thought, don't expect that once you've gone through this, that the doubts will never come back, that you'll have peace every single moment. The doubts will return and you will have to remind yourselves of these truths over and over. You'll have to remind yourself, God is in control. He is good. I need to surrender. I can trust him. Um, And that's okay. God is faithful. Whenever we doubt, we can come back to these truths, remind our hearts, preach the good news to ourselves and trust God anew and afresh. And in time, it does get easier and it does become habitual.
I hope and pray that these truths have been encouraging to you. Um, we're going to pray here in a moment, but I want to give you first a little bit of a preview of what's coming out and tell you about another, a couple other ways to connect. So next week, we're going to talk about how we should view trials and suffering. Um, both, once again, this is going to apply both to really big trials in our life and also those day-to-day teaching challenges that tend to just drive us crazy. So we're going to think about how should we be viewing these? Um, what should our thoughts as Christians be when we're facing hard things? And I think they are going to find it really, really helpful. Another new thing we're doing with these podcasts is we're going to have a discussion question um, for this episode. So you can connect with this discussion question in our Facebook group. So if you're not part of our Facebook group, head to teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook, um, and you'll be able to answer this question there. It'll be pinned in the special section at the top, but you can also find uh, the link to the Facebook group and the discussion question in the notes from this series, which is teachfortheheart.com slash challenges, teachfortheheart.com slash challenges. And here's the discussion question. Which is harder for you? Remembering that God is in control, trusting in his goodness, or surrendering to his plan? And why is it? So we would invite you over to the Facebook group to discuss it. If you're not on Facebook, you can also leave comments directly on the blog post at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges. As we close in prayer, we're going to do something a little bit different that I'm hoping to make a habit on the podcast, and we'd love your feedback on what you think about this. Uh, I'm going to lead us in prayer, and I'm actually going to have pauses where you will have an opportunity to pray. So whatever you're doing right now, if you're on a walk, if you're driving, if you're cooking, um, I hope that you will, during the pauses, we'll play a little bit of music, and that you'll take a moment to pray um, based on the prompts. So let's pray together right now. Father, we thank you that you are always with us and that you are good. Teachers, take a moment to thank God for his goodness and for who he is. Talk to God for a few minutes about the specific challenge that you're facing right now in your life, or at least one of the challenges that you're facing. If you're able to, talk to God about the outcomes. Pray for what you desire, but pray most of all that God's will would be done. If you're struggling to surrender, talk honestly with that, about that with God.
Father, we thank you that you are good, that you hear us, that you are in control, and that you'll be with us no matter what we are facing in challenges both big and small. We thank you and we praise you, and I pray that teachers will go out encouraged in you and in your word and drawn closer to you. Uh, We ask for your blessings on them. Um, In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's been such a pleasure to be with you. Uh, We hope we will invite your teaching friends to join us in this new podcast series. It's going to be a five-week series that'll take us um, into the middle of December. We're so excited. As I said, next week, we're going to be talking about how we should view trials and sufferings. Uh, Episode three will be about finding our identity and worth in Christ and how this enables us to face challenges without bringing all that extra baggage to it. Uh, Episode four will be a very special episode Uh, where we'll be listening to an interview with Ellie Holcomb about how to use scripture to fight back the lies that the devil speaks to our heart. And episode five will be about how the how trusting God and then actually doing something work together uh, hand in hand. And so I can't wait to dive into all of this with you. Uh, Make sure we'll see you back here next week. Invite a friend to listen. Uh, You can send them to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast or just forward this episode to them. Or you can send them to the blog post page at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to being with you again next week. And teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.